I'm coming at you 38 weeks pregnant, which for all my mamas out there, you know, like, you know, now is the time when everything's uncomfortable. You're moody as heck. And frankly, you just, you just can't with life and you just want it out, right? You just want the baby out. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, (laughs) Which is why when I recently got my hands on some PJs and loungewear by Kindred Bravely, I was immediately obsessed. Like talk about comfy and functional. My third trimester life has been changed forever, frankly. (laughs) So for all of our pregnant or nursing mamas out there like me who are in desperate need of some cute and comfy PJs and loungewear, check out Kindred Bravely. You can try them out today by using promo code HUSTLE20 to save 20% off your purchase at kindredbravely.com. Some exclusions apply. You're listening to the Heart & Hustle podcast. I am your host, Evie Rupp, Evie McLeod. I honestly cannot remember if we have changed my name on this intro yet, so... Oh, well. Hello. My name is Evie. (laughs) Today, I am coming to you solo because I am sure you are already aware, but Lindsay is currently soaking up all the newborn snuggles with her sweet new Annalise. So today, it is just me and you having a good conversation. Now, today's Q&A episode is juicy. I talk all about organization strategies, planning your work week, behind the scenes of creating Evie Swim and some questions that you had there, how you should handle coming back after an Instagram hiatus, and wedding budget prioritization, time management when you feel just plain overwhelmed, and tons more. So basically, it's a solid mix today of strategies with maybe some few personal questions that you asked. And I'm just honestly so excited for this conversation. So. Without further ado, let's just get straight on into it. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hello, friend. Welcome to this one-on-one. We are going to have a good conversation today. I'm excited. It's also kind of a one-sided conversation because it's literally just me talking. This is always interesting, but don't worry. I'm a talker. Uh, I think this is going to be a really fun episode. I'll try to keep it short and sweet and to the point and answer as many questions as I can. So, Let's dive right on in. The first question today is from Nicole. And Nicole asked, I would love to hear all about your organization strategies and planning out your work week. So for example, more about that giant roll of paper on your wall. So yes, Nicole, I love this. This is where I nerd out. I just have a ton of fun talking about time management, productivity, um, structuring your your work week, your work days so that you actually end up having more time to rest and you're more productive, you're getting more done in less time with less stress. I'm all about it. So I have talked about this before on social media, a little bit on the podcast as well, and I'm going to just break it down for you. So essentially backtracking of like, just so you get an idea of what the roll of paper is and everything, I utilize four different types of lists in my life and in my business. So I break those into four lists from my big picture goals. So those are typically my quarterly goals. That's kind of like, it's a sequence of steps. So the first one is like my quarterly goals, my big picture. This is ultimately what everything I'm doing is working towards in typically like the month two, three. So 
roughly within a quarter, there are a bunch of tasks that usually go into that bigger task and everything. So for example, um, you know, launch a course. That's a big quarterly to-do and task, but within that task, there are about 500 other smaller things. You know, approve this copy, build out this sales page, plan out social media content, batch social media content. You know, there's like a ton of stuff that goes into it. So I don't want to have a to-do list that is just saying like, launch this course or launch this product. And that'll just overwhelm me. But keeping in mind that big picture is super important to me. So that is actually where my big roll of paper comes in on my wall. So that's usually my big quarter goals, my big pieces, like the big rocks that I'm moving in my business, but that have a lot of other things that go into those big picture items. Now, I don't want to lose track of those big picture items when I'm working on my other lists, a little bit more like micro level. I'm in, you know, in the dirt, in boots on the ground, like working on stuff. I don't want to lose that big picture focus. So that's where that big giant roll of paper on my wall comes from. And that's also where I map out like marketing strategies and ideate, you know, different brands, different ideas, different concepts, different um, ideal client avatars. I'll create a, a marketing map on there, just different things. But for the most part, daily, I'm using that as my quarterly goal paper. Um, so let me break down to the other three lists that I utilize. So The next one is dump lists. Now, this one is a game changer. If you have ever felt like uh, just your brain is going a million miles a minute, you can't focus on one task because every time you start to sit down and do something, you're like, oh, shoot, I need to do this. Oh, shoot, I need to do that. And it just feels, your brain feels chaotic and very stressful. Like you have a million tabs open at the same time, trying to keep all of those tabs at the forefront of your mind so you don't lose anything or feeling stressed when a thought pops into your head that you're like dang it, I forgot about that. I need to make sure that happens. If you're raising your hand right now and saying that that sounds really familiar, I relate. I have been there. I still get there. Um, It's very common that our brains trying to hold on to a bunch of information just feels very stressed out and very overloaded and overstimulated. So where dump lists are huge is it's the ability to um, set down, like sit down, set down, what? Uh, sit down and dump every single thought that's in your head onto paper. So I utilize dump lists just daily. I'm not kidding. I have one big dump list running. Typically it lasts me like a week, two-ish. It just depends on how much stuff is on it, how much I'm crossing off, all of that. Once it starts to feel a little cluttered and disorganized and confusing, I create a new one and pull over any unfinished tasks from the last one. So my dump list is where I just dump every single thought that's in my head. Oh, I need to email so-and-so about such-and-such. I need to, you know, update this thing on my website. You know, the thing on the website could be maybe within the next six months, I update that, but the emailing of the person needs to happen in the next three days. Um, So it's just no prioritization, no structure. I just dump everything out and you will be shocked with how clear your head feels when you just get everything out onto paper. It also helps you stay focused when you're in the middle of a task or something. Um... If a thought pops into your head, a to-do, you know, whatever, falling asleep, trying to spend time with the Lord, trying to, you know, be on a date with your husband, your boyfriend, whoever, and you're having all of these thoughts, just I pull out, if I'm, if I don't have a notepad with me or my, my notebook with me, I pull out my phone on my notes and I just jot everything down that's in my head. And then once I'm back at my notebook, I transfer it over from my notes onto that paper. 
And I don't switch tasks. That's the biggest thing is I just don't jump around. And the dump list is just basically my big pile of stuff in my head that I pull from to then create my weekly list. So this is the third list. The first one is the big picture. Second is dump lists. And the third is my weekly lists. So I go to my dump lists based on my quarterly goals. So my big picture goal list. And I see, okay, what items on this dump list are actually in line with my quarterly goals, what needs to happen. I, you know, double check my team tasks and things that my team has assigned to me or asked me for help with or whatever, making sure that everything that I'm prioritizing within the week is a big picture item that's really going to move stuff forward or is an urgent small one, like it has to happen. And I'm basically planning out my week with that. So I feel like I'm just nerding out and going way too long. But my weekly lists um, are what I pull from then every day when I sit down. So I double check, is everything on this weekly list? It's usually like five to 10 items, my bigger picture, you know, finish writing out X copy for this launch or finish prepping planning out my social media content for the month or for the week or whatever that looks like. And I don't put stuff on there like, check my emails. That's just a daily thing that needs to happen. So that doesn't go on my weekly list. My weekly list is for my big picture items that are actually going to move my needle in my business. So then from there, I prioritize my daily list. So that's what is the most urgent. I usually have a due date next to my weekly list of like, when does this need to be completed by? What's the due date? What's the urgency and the priority level? And I also base that on what's going on in the calendar of my work week. So my Thursdays are typically my meeting days. Um, Depending on if we're recording podcast episode, I usually record podcasts on either Tuesdays or Thursdays. Depends on what type of podcast we're recording. Um, So knowing that, I look at my work weeks and I go, okay, Mondays are my CEO day. It's where I get my head on straight. It's where I plan out my weeks and it's where I dive into, you know, at least one deep work task and my email inbox, my, you know, my team meeting, everything like that. It's my CEO day. So I typically am not really going to move a ton of big needle tasks on Mondays. But Tuesday, Wednesdays, if I'm not recording a podcast on Tuesday, are my deep work task days. Thursdays are my meeting days. And Fridays are, you know, a deep work task and or depending on what I got done in the week, if I need to take a slightly lesser, lighter day on Fridays, I will. Um, So when I look at my week, I see, okay, on Mondays and Thursdays, I'm not going to get any deep work tasks done. So any like big move the needle. So I put those on Tuesdays, Thursdays, or Fridays. Um, So I just look at my calendar, I assign importance, and then my daily lists every day I sit down or the night before, I sit down and I assign, okay, one to two big needle, deep work tasks, and fill in a few other smaller ones like checking my emails. So I know that was like a long explanation. I could do an entire podcast episode just on my lists. But basically, I try to keep it very attainable, very focused. It helps me stay sane. It helps me know, okay, I'm actually moving towards, you know, this big picture goal. My quarterly goal is up on the wall. I check that, you know, every week too. When I head into my work week, I make sure, are all of these things on my dump list? Is all of this stuff that I'm putting onto my weekly list actually moving me towards this ultimate goal, this quarterly goal, this big rock that I'm trying to move in my life or my business or whatever? So I hope, Nicole, that kind of answered your question and gave you just a concept of it. I could walk through that for hours. And it always depends too on your business model, what your weeks look like, all of that. So I hope that gave you a good little insight onto it. 
Now, the next question was from Vivi. I, hi, girl. Uh, what resources were most useful when you started this project? And she's talking about EviSwim. She said, where did you find sustainable manufacturers, prep fabrics, printers, et cetera, for producing this swimwear? And can you recommend courses, coaches, or books? And how do you practically divide your time between the companies? Okay, resources were most useful. Honestly, I could not find very many resources. I, when you ask, like, could I recommend courses, coaches, or books? I do not have any to recommend. Um, the only thing I will say is my girl, Jessica, over at Threefold has an amazing company about sustainability, helping brands become more sustainable, source more sustainable, all of it. So she has an incredible company and brand over there that I have just recently found in the last couple of months. Um, so that's the only thing that I can really offer as value outside of, you know, there's like the marketing book, uh, Obsessed by Emily Hayward. I've recommended that on the podcast before. It's just an amazing marketing book and it applies very well to product-based businesses. I read that while I was preparing to launch Ivy Swim and that was a really, really good book. Um, but where did I find sustainable manufacturers, printers, all of that? Honestly, my lead designer, Hope, was just incredible lifesaver for coming alongside and helping me source all of that. So she is very experienced in the fashion world. She's very used to a lot of the suppliers, knows what to look for. And I handed off a lot of that to her. So I was on top of it with her as far as I was helping to vet the manufacturers. I was approving you know, the fabrics, the print options that we had, our packaging options, all of that. So I was very involved but a lot of the brunt work of actually doing the research, Googling, reaching out to contacts, asking friends in the industry, all of that was all credit to hope. Um, it, it's a big beast of a project. That's one thing that I want to say with getting into the fashion world, especially starting a cut and sew, like from scratch, brand, you know, design, like Evie Swim, it was a lot of work. And I feel like I'm still figuring out a lot of this and still learning a lot. So I wish I could come here and have all of the answers and have all of the recommendations. It was so much of the Lord just opening doors. Like I did have a, a consultant and like a mentor um, walking through a lot of the process with me. And she was a close friend of one of my good friends. And she just was such an incredible support and a backup for me in this process. And that's the thing I would recommend is just be careful with who you pick, you know, your people who come alongside you. And, you know, if you work with a fashion designer, just make sure they're on the same page with the vision and do your research. It's a lot of Googling. I wish I could give you more answers, but even Hope, who has all sorts of connections in the fashion industry, was also doing a frick ton of Google searching and, you know, reaching out to brands that she would find online and vetting them and figuring them out. And then the last part of your question, Vivi, was how do you practically divide your time between the companies? And I actually kept this question in here because I wanted to be transparent and say, I am not doing the best job of that right now. So this year has been crazy for me. I have a lot I could share about that, but Launching Evie Swim when I did was not supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen months earlier. And then the heart had uh, just some some stuff happen within the inside of our company's team member shifts around letting go, adjustments, all of that, that created a lot of 
a work pile up that wasn't supposed to be on my plate, on Lindsay's plate, anything like that. So I ended up, and then I got engaged and was planning a wedding and getting married. So with all of that, I ended up looking at just my time and everything that was on my plate and realizing I needed to take a step back from Evie Swim. So I'm sure a lot of you have noticed as you're listening to this, but Evie Swim has not been pumping. uh, And that's just because I have not had capacity for it. So I'm still figuring out how to practically divide my time between the companies. I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to uh, juggle maintaining Evie Swim, maintaining Evelyn Grace brand, maintaining the heart, and then the other, you know, life stuff and the other companies that Lynn and I have and whatnot. I'm still trying to figure it out. But right now, between like Evelyn Grace, The Heart, Evie Swim, my biggest thing has just been time blocking and, you know, having kind of like I was talking before, my lists and understanding, you know, my big picture goals for Evie Swim. What are the big things that we're trying to move in this quarter as the year wraps up uh, for Evelyn Grace? What are the big things that I'm trying to step towards for The Heart? What are the big things I'm trying to step towards? And just being strategic with every week, you know, knowing, okay, Evie Swim has these three big tasks or, okay, uh, Evelyn Grace has these two, the heart has these five or three or whatever. And just trying my best to prioritize based on importance and due date and my own capacity. So I don't know if that's exactly the answer that you wanted of, I wish I could just be like, ABC, here's the magic solution. I'm still trying to figure out some of it, especially now that I've added Evie Swim into the mix and it is a time suck. So that's what you got there, baby. Hey, Heart Fam. We had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part, (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. If you're enjoying what you're getting in this podcast for free, then you're about to get your mind blown with what we offer in our educational courses. If you're ready to uplevel your business, serve your clients like never before and reach revenue goals that you barely dared to dream of, then we're ready to help. Our courses are packed full of tools, formulas, strategies, and resources to help you kick freaking butt in biz. Whether you choose the photo major, a complete course for photographers, or the content photo minor, a mini course on how to finally slay your content photos for your blog, Insta, headshots, whatever, you will walk away with more knowledge than you ever thought possible. 
And here's the reality. We are here to see you succeed always and forever. And that is why we created each and every one of these courses. To check them out for yourself, read the reviews and look at each course syllabus, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash courses. All right. Now, Kara asked, I haven't posted on Instagram in months and I'm moving military. So how do I start again? Now, I have gotten this question actually a couple of times. Well, Lindsay and I have. And I'm always a little intrigued by the thought process behind it. I think you don't have to overthink it. I'm just going to keep this answer super simple, Kara, and just say, you truly don't have to overthink it. If you just have taken a little sabbatical from Instagram, hiatus, whatever you want to call it, and you're ready to step back up and start posting again, just start posting again. It doesn't have to be a big deal. You don't have to. I mean, you can announce and post something and say, hey, you know, I took a few months. Here's what's been going on. Now back to regularly scheduled program. Like you can just go for it. I don't think we need to make it so complicated or overthink it, which I know is our tendency, especially if we've been off of the, you know, our marketing app for a few months or whatever. And we feel like, oh, shoot, I've really failed. I, you know, whatever. Just brush it off, step up and get back to it. You don't have to overthink it. Just stick your oar back in the water and start paddling again. All right. Kaylee asked, as you planned your wedding, what was your process for prioritizing your budget? What areas were you willing and unwilling to compromise in? Okay. We were trying to go very low budget. So we wanted it to be investing, you know, in, we would rather invest in, in our businesses, in ourselves, in our future, you know, than spend it all on one day. Even though if you know anything about Lynn and I, you know, me, the the covenant that happens on the wedding day and the sign like the the power and the importance of a wedding day is so important. I do not want to just say like, oh, spend money on a day as if that day isn't like life changing. It is. But for Landon and I, it's not something where we wanted to spend tens of thousands of dollars. So we our biggest things, and this is also what I tell my brides with, you know, for or clients for photography, just pick your top two to three things that are the most important to you that you won't budge on that you're willing to invest the most in. So for us, that was photography, videography, and that was about it. (laughs) Those were like the two most important things. Um, So those were where I was really unwilling to compromise. Everything else, I was very flexible. Our location, my dress, um, rentals, food, everything just either fell into place and was perfect and affordable for us. Or I was just willing to be like, hey, it is what it is. Um, I wanted our location to be really special and really important. And we spent a decent amount of time on that, but it ended up being, it was outdoors on public land and it was free. So um, that kind of fell into place too. And we didn't, I knew when we were looking at budget, like honestly, even budget when we were looking at a few venues, we weren't going to spend a bunch of money on. So it was important to me for sure, but I wasn't willing to invest a ton of money into it, honestly. (laughs) So that's, I don't know. I don't know if that helps. My process is just taking the things that were the most important and putting those down on paper and recognizing the value that it held for us um, and just sticking to that and everything else got to shift around as we went through the planning process. All right, next we have Anna or Anna. So sorry, I don't know how you would pronounce that. (laughs) 
How do you start managing time when you're super overwhelmed? Okay, first of all, when I first saw this question, I had a thought pop into my head. Now, a lot of this, I'm just riffing. But you asked like, when you're super overwhelmed, I think it's important to recognize the difference between burnout or just simply paralysis and confusion and lack of clarity. There are seasons when you feel truly just burnt out. You have gone so hard and so fast with so much happening. There are big life changes happening in the midst. You're you're coping with grief or trauma or anything like that. And it's a season to simply rest. So I wanted to give that permission of if you are just truly like burnt out, tired and needing to rest and reset, give yourself that grace if at all possible. Make sure you have that time to reset and come back, like fill yourself and come back so that you can pour out. But if that's not the case, if you're simply dealing with, there's a lot going on, I'm feeling lack of clarity, I, I don't know what to focus on, I don't know how to manage my time, I feel like everything is important and I, I don't know how to approach my to-do list, that's when I personally recommend breaking down your to-do list to create that clarity. So going back to the beginning of this conversation with my different to-do lists, breaking it up into four parts is what gives me that clarity and then that momentum and that that space to just begin to like run. I'm almost paving, the picture that just came into my head was like paving the track that I can then run on versus looking at just a jumbled pile of to-dos where I don't have clarity. I think that's one of the biggest things that people struggle with when it comes to overwhelm, not managing their time well, feeling unproductive, feeling lazy, feeling frustrated. Um, It all comes down to not having a clarity on what's important to them. So for example, for a lot of people, they feel like they have to do everything on their list in one day or they're worthless. But instead, what if we focus on, okay, I want to take a couple of steps forward. I want to, you know, tie my shoes and do a warm-up lap around the the track, and then I want to go spend time with my family and with my kids and read a good book. Like that's important to me is is taking that time to to rest and to be with my people. So, keeping those things super clear and then breaking them down into to-do lists, which I kind of walked you through my process. Everyone's going to have a different process of what works for them. But for me, breaking it into four sectors. So my big picture goals, just my random dump list that keeps everything down on paper so that I'm not trying to juggle it in my mind and take up that mental real estate. And then my weekly prioritized list and then my daily to-do list. Now my daily to-do list is going to feel so much more manageable than my big picture list. Like I'm not trying to launch a course in a day. I'm just trying to tackle you know, the website and or one page of the website in that day. And it's going to feel a lot more manageable than my dump list, which is very unorganized. And just anything that's coming to my head that needs to get done is put on paper. So I hope that helps, Anna, and just explaining like there often is a root of lack of clarity when we're feeling really overwhelmed. And the other thing I want to say, Oftentimes, it just takes the momentum. You just have to take a step forward. It's like starting a snowball down a hill. Like you just have to shove and give it a few good pushes. And then that momentum is going to pick up and build on itself. And before you know it, you will be flying down that hill. I'm using a lot of 
analogies today, but (laughs) you get the picture. And then the final question is from Summer and Corey. They're actually two related. So let me read both of these. So Summer said, advice to ensure that Jesus is my priority and reason for everything that I do. And then Corey said, how do you keep God a priority in a now and future crazier busy life? I feel when I read this, I just, my heart says, when you, the more you spend time with God, like Summer, your question of ensuring that Jesus is your priority and the reason for everything you do, the more you spend time with Him, the more you recognize His voice when He's speaking, the more you are aligning yourself with His will, with His voice, with what He's saying, the more you long for His presence. You know, Corey, to address your question of how do you keep God a priority in a crazy busy life, the more you make time for that, the more you recognize how life-changing it is, and the more we are able to experience that that hunger and that desire to be with Him because we recognize how much it changes our lives. At least that's for me. You know, in busy seasons, I am not perfect. God, you know, my time with God definitely ebbs and flows sometimes, but I always come back to the fact that when I spend time with Him, everything in my life is better. My relationships are better. My work is better. My heart is better. My my mindset is better. My productivity is better. Everything just feels better, is healthier, is stronger, is more purposeful. Um, so even in seasons where I fall or, you know, I'm like, oh, I haven't spent time with Lord in days or weeks, um, it, it just, it, comes back to seeing that impact and making that time for it. And the more you make time for it, the more you hunger for it because it is the sweetest place to be. And the most rewarding time I have ever spent in my life is in His presence and nothing compares to that. So I don't know if that fully answers that. Again, I could talk about that in and of itself on a whole podcast episode, but I think it just comes down to making time for it and prioritizing it as much as you can as a discipline and giving yourself grace when you don't and just pursuing Him as a father and as a relationship and not a duty and a responsibility because He is so much more than just time in your calendar. He is the creator of everything. He is life. He is love. And He is going to overflow that into yourself and into your life and into your businesses. And any time spent with God is worthwhile. So that's the last question that I have for today's episode. I hope this was fun just sitting down and chatting with me one-on-one. I had a lot of fun. I'm excited to have Lindsay back on the show, of course, but also it's good to just have this little time for you and I to sit down and have this conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy this episode, please screenshot it and share it to your stories. Encourage other people to listen if you got something good out of it or share something that came from this episode that was beneficial and how you enjoyed it. Uh, Share with your friends. Also shoot me a DM. I love hearing from you. I love just being able to connect and hear what impacted you, what you learned, how it helped, what you want to hear from me and or Lindsay in the future. It's so fun. So make sure you share and or reach out 
reach out to me and are a part of the Facebook community, the Heart and Hustle podcast. We just have such a great community over there of entrepreneurs and incredible creatives ready to uplevel their business, chase after their dreams and create community while they're at it. So, all right, that is all I have for today. I hope you enjoyed and I will see you on the next episode.